I think a lot of people just want a plan. Follow this plan. You'll get X results and you'll look like this person. And it's not going back to what we've been saying this entire episode. It doesn't work that way. We can give you guidelines. We can give you suggestions. But at the end of the day, the best plan is going to be completely different. It's going to be custom to you. Yeah. And this is where people want, want someone else to do the work for them. Yeah. I know you get a lot and I get a lot of like, do you do meal plans? No, 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 no. Absolutely. You not. have to take the time to figure out what the fuck works for you in your meal situation. I mean, take for an instance, if you, we make a video about the food that we're eating, I don't like that. I don't want that. Okay. Imagine me making a fucking meal plan for you. How's that going to work out? You don't like any of the shit that I like. That's not going to build a lifestyle that you can stick to. I'm building a lifestyle that I can stick to. Yeah. You have to take initiative to figure out what works. Yeah. Somebody likes to wash their, their blueberries. You don't like to wash your blueberries. Yeah. So- <laughs> I'm a fucking dirty bitch. I don't wash, wash my blueberries. <laughs> Welcome to Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt, the world's number one no bullshit health and fitness podcast. Are you ready to cut the crap with your diet and exercise, get strong as fuck and build a healthy relationship with food? Then you've come to the right place. Let's Let's go. If you'd like to support us in the podcast, join our Patreon where you get exclusive content, which consists of monthly workouts you can do at home or at the gym, monthly challenges that are either strength, habit or mindset based and access to over 100 plus low calorie, high protein, family friendly meals. These are all designed by a professional chef who is certified in nutrition. These recipes are already in my fitness pal for easy fucking tracking. New recipes are also added each week. We believe that fitness is for everyone. So this is our way of getting you started on your health and fitness journey at a price most everyone can afford. So what the fuck are you waiting for? We'll see you in the Patreon. All right, Beth, here we go. Another episode. What's up, Matt? What's up, Beth? (laughs) How are you? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. How is your <clears throat> September uh, gone? I should say. Fuck, can you believe it? Yeah, no, I can't. Where the fuck? Now it's like 40 degrees out at nighttime and in the morning time. Yeah. We went from 100 to 40 really quickly. I know. The leaves are changing. Um, but I got to say, I'm glad I'm not in Florida right now. Oh, God. Yeah. Not good. Hope everybody's safe down there with, with yeah. the hurricane currently hitting. Um, for anybody listening, friends, family. Hope everybody's okay and safe and evacuated yes. and and everything. Yeah. Thinking about Zach. Is he in that area? I think he's in Tampa. He's in Tampa. Okay. So that's close. I think that that's Tampa's getting hit pretty good. I think too. Right. Yeah. I know like Sarasota and, and Siesta Keys and things mm-hmm. like that, which I was just in Siesta Key um, over the summertime. So oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you how your um, rafting uh, trip went amazing i'm here I'm, i live to talk about it <laughs> <gasps> oh it was yeah my third time white water rafting and it was my second time doing the class five rapids in mm-hmm. in west virginia on the upper gully so if, i don't know if you're familiar with white water rafting have you ever been no i'm i'm actually to be honest freaked out to do it it's fucking scary as fuck because that's one of those things where you can plan everything out and you can mm-hmm. plan for and be prepared and everything but you just never fucking know how the water is going to be you know, flowing and, and what's underneath the water. Right. So that's always right. the scary part. So this is my second time doing the class five. So the class five is on the upper gully. It's a six week long thing that they only have these rapids for six weeks of the year because um, mm-hmm. they're, they're draining a big dam that's in West Virginia. Um, they do that for six weekends at, at towards the end of the year, they drain the dam and then it cl- creates these world-class 
uh, Whitewater Rapids, which is why people travel from all over the world to come see or uh-huh. come, come experience. It's fucking madness. It's like, oh my God, such an amazing experience. Wow. And now that I got my second one under my belt, I wasn't as nervous for the second one. Like the first time this time last year when I went, I was like, I was a nervous wreck. Like, oh my God, what am I doing? What if this happens? Like, what if my foot gets stuck? I'm, I'm toast, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, Obviously, the goal is to stay in the raft, the raft yeah. which I did. Good, good. <laughs> I stayed in the raft again um, all year or the, the entire <laughs> trip, which was um, a, a nice bonus. Uh, I went with my brother and, and his his wife and a friend of ours, which was a uh-huh. lot of fun. Um, we did some camping. Um, I'm really fucking enjoying camping. Um, oh, isn't that the best? I love and everything camping. Like that. Mm-hmm. We went and we did a good hike afterwards. So we we rafted 14 miles in Whitewater, and then we went and we hiked a few miles afterwards. And I got to tell you, uh, Monday morning when we woke up, I my body was like so sore. My glutes were were just so sore because when you're in a raft, you're really racing yourself really hard. Oh, so I bet. <laughs> your, your glutes, your abs, your legs are all really tensed up for multiple hours and just taking a beating, you know. Are you strapped in? Like, do you have a seatbelt or anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, guess oh, no, you, no, no. I guess that would not be a good thing. Huh? That wouldn't be a good thing because we did tip at one point. Um, we, you know, if you flip and you're strapped in, that's pretty bad, right? Mm-hmm. But so you have the raft, which you sit on the outside of the raft as you're paddling mm-hmm. and you lodge your feet into like the tubes in the raft that are going across the raft. So okay. your foot is lodged in there. And that's essentially the only way that you're staying in. So, wow. If that part comes loose or something, you're you're going for a ride, you know. You're basically clenching <laughs> yeah. every your whole entire body. Like... <laughs> yes, which is why the body hurts the next day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care how good in shape you are, it's gonna you're gonna wow. be feeling sore the next day. But it yeah. was awesome. I mean, I love doing shit like that. I don't love putting my life on the line, but I love the thrill and adventure and the fucking satisfaction of holy fuck. I just did that. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what we talk about all the time, like doing those hard things and doing those things that scare you. Yeah. You can tell I love this shit by the way I talk about it. So uh. (laughs) yeah, a fucking thrill seeker. Well, what about we can do hard things and being a thrill seeker. I don't know. That's Yeah, that's definitely different. It's definitely. I think it's kind of a yeah, it's kind of a separation there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You don't have to uh risk your life to do hard things <laughs> <laughs> i just love I, I i love the um the extremes i guess you know yeah i throw myself out of planes and now i'm like i should probably jump off of a bridge at some point you know oh jesus <laughs> oh so, uh, shit uh, all right don't ask matt to jump off a fucking bridge because he just might do it i i will definitely do it <laughs> <laughs> how about you what's new with you uh what's new with me shit um I just hired a new coach. Awesome. Congratulations. So that's cool. Her name's Brooke. What's up, Brooke? Brooke. So she's actually uh, part of the inner circle and she was in the mentorship with me. So that's cool. I am getting ready to do my eight week cut calorie deficit going into 50 years old. That starts yeah. on Friday, next Friday. Okay. So I am excited for that. Basically, it's going to be pretty restrictive. Okay. Because A, it's eight weeks. I have a timeline. I'm doing this purely for aesthetic reasons. So I just want to separate from, you know, let's say I'm doing a uh, prep for a bodybuilding show, which I'm not doing. It's not going to be that re- that restrictive, mm-hmm. but it's going to be pretty, you know, I'm already low body weight. I have some body fat, obviously, but I've been building muscle for a couple of years. I haven't done any real right. strict calorie deficits since 2020 when I did RP and I got really fucking ripped during that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be doing something 
kind of like that, where I'm going to be adding more cardio, my calories are going to be, you know, not too low, but low enough where I'm going to be, I'm going to be hungry. Yeah. But I know what I know what I'm getting into. And I have a goal to see what I've actually built over the past few years when I turn 50. So that's for me what it's about. It's just my seeing what I can look like at 50 years old. And pushing yourself. And pushing myself. Yeah. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that is actually a really good segue into what we want to talk about today too, which is realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. I think because you're going into this with pretty realistic expectations. You have a coach, yeah. you, you're doing it for, you're not doing it for like some bullshit reason. And do you have a goal weight or anything in mind? Or are you just like, I don't really have a goal weight good. because um, I believe that I'm going to be probably losing a lot more inches than actually a lot of body weight. Yeah, I agree. I because, agree. you know, I'm about, you know, 143. So it's not, you know, I'm not going to lose 10 fucking pounds. I can guarantee that's not going to happen. Maybe seven, but I'm not yeah. going to be looking at the scale as much as more like inches lost. Pictures are going to really be the telltale. Yep. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah. And especially because you have been building muscle for a while now. Yeah. Um, and you're pre you're advanced lifter. So you're not going to be building a lot of muscle. Um, you know, you probably won't. I don't know. Um, do you have any expectations for muscle building or are you just trying to maintain muscle throughout this eight week cut? I'm just going to be trying to maintain muscle basically. Yeah. yeah. My protein will probably be pretty high, probably about around 140 grams at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. But my strength training, see, I was doing five days a week. I'm down to four. Christy was like, you know, I don't want you to be doing five days a week when you're doing this. You should go down to four. So I'm down to four, but I've been doing, I was doing five days a week focusing on the hypertrophy. Yeah. So like we're working out with Dusty and Hunter who were pushing me to the absolute max. And, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I was eating, I was, you know, close to 2000 calories at least, if not more, because I just recently started tracking for maintenance. I wasn't before. So I went like a full year and a half. The whole time I was in Florida. I was still lifting. I wasn't tracking. Mm -hmm. I was eating way more than 2000 calories. Absolutely. For sure. I was eating out every single night. So I'm, I'm curious to see really. Yeah, that's it's it's nice to like let's just see what I've got. I think that's a really yeah, good reason. Yeah, I to do have it. no I mean, idea. You've been because... busting your ass and building and building and building and at some point uh-huh. like you know you're stronger, you know you've built muscle, but now it's like let's see what I've got type thing. Yeah. And I've oh, been yeah. uncomfortable because I I usually can see my arms like definition. I haven't been able to see definition in my arms. It just but Christy was like you just need to keep you just need to keep eating. And like, she has kept me like, because it's very hard and we all know maintenance is the hardest, but eating more than that and lifting and seeing your body become different and feeling more fluffy than I'm used to. Mm -hmm. I may not look fluffy to someone else, but to me, I know what I look like at different levels and what you feel like. Yeah. Yes. So, um, having a coach to keep you in check and be like, this is how you have to be uncomfortable if you want to build muscle. So, yeah. I've been doing that and it, it hasn't been exactly very easy. Yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things you can't, you can do both. You can lose fat and you can build muscle, but you're not going to be great at either one of those. If you're trying to mm-hmm. do both of those at the same time, if you're advanced, it, it, that's like, the thing like I've been are. lifting for a while. It's not right. like I'm getting newbie gains or anything. Yeah. If you're, if you're within the first couple of years of lifting, you can absolutely build muscle, a lot of muscle and still lose fat at at the same time. But after you get it through your first couple of years and you wear off those newbie gains and you're no longer a beginner, your body adapts to that. So you're not going to be able to build muscle as easily. 
Yeah. Which is why once you become more advanced, you do need to go into those bulk, those intentional bulks and mm-hmm. those intentional cuts to build muscle and to show the muscle that you have. If that's a thing that you that's important to you. To yeah. me, I don't really care about that at this point in my life. What I do care about um, actually, Beth, is I've been actually getting the itch to powerlift again. Love it. I, my, my priorities are, are always changing, but I think it's with the cold weather. Now that I'm going to be home more, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can, I can refocus on the gym for the next six months and, yep. and buckle down, you know, whereas in the summer and springtime, I'm never fucking home. I don't want to be in the gym and things like yeah. that. But now I'm getting that itch. I'm going to start talking to my coach. I think here this in October about it, about competing in the springtime again, like I did last year. Nice. But the thing is, I just essentially took the last four, five, almost six months off of that really uh, strength training and trying to get mm-hmm. stronger. So yeah. I, if I do make that decision, I need to go into that with real ex- realistic expectations that my strength levels aren't going to be what they were six months ago when I mm-hmm. was pr- preparing for a powerlifting meet. So I need, so that's a realistic expectation. I need to go into this understanding, like I'm not going to be as strong as I was a few months ago because I haven't been, that hasn't been a goal of mine and that's okay. But if I go into expecting to be as strong as I was before, when I haven't been doing that, I'm already setting myself up for, for disaster. So yeah. we could talk about realistic expectations and goal weights and, and, and things like that, but that's really where a lot of people's demise starts um, or happens is before they even fucking start. They just don't even, they're going into it with unrealistic expectations. Oh yeah. Like I'm going to lose 30 pounds in, in 12 weeks or yeah. I'm going to, you know, I, and I hate, I hate weight loss goals that are time bound. I just really, I, I do not like time bound weight loss goals. Uh, what's your take on time bound weight loss goals? I think it depends. Well, see, I have a time bound goal, True, but also it's been planned that way. Yeah, you. But you also you also said that you don't have a specific goal that you're trying to reach. Like you're right. Yes, you are going on an eight week cut, but you're not like I need to lose eight pounds in this eight week. No, no, I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. Also, right. because that's not really how it works either. Like I know, I know realistically, like I'm not going to lose ten pounds. <laughs> I'm going to lose inches, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not. I don't even have an inches lost goal. Yeah, you know, I just know that if I'm in a deficit, I'm going to listen to my coach. I'm going to be fucking as consistent as possible because I have eight weeks, and it is going to be what it is in the end. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. going to be disappointed or you right. know whatever. I'm just going to know that I gave it my all. Because with fat loss and things like that, those are all like inches lost. If you're focusing on just inches lost or just scale weight, there's so many variables that go into those things, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Scale weights um, can be manipulated by a lot of things, stress, holding on to water weight, higher sodium, mm-hmm. more carbs, things like that. Body fat, you know, maybe you're just not losing fat in one area and you are in another and you're not mo- man- uh, monitoring that. Yeah. So there's so many variables in play there that can make things a little bit more unrealistic if you're just focusing on on the numbers. Yeah. But giving yourself, I'm going to lose 30 days in three months uh, for no absolute reason. Yeah. You know, like, why are you give, why are you doing that to yourself? Is, is it really necessary that you need to do, you know, why? Like, is it for a health reason or, or just because? Yeah. Yeah. We need to go into this with realistic expectations. Otherwise you're going to, you're going to get disappointed, you know, sooner yeah. rather than later, because that harsh reality is going to fucking slap you in the face, whether you like it or not, if you're, if you're having unrealistic expectations. So we need to come into this grounded. So realistic expectations, like how can we start working on like, what the fuck is a realistic expectation? What are some things that we can actually expect to happen um, when we're starting a health and fitness or weight loss journey? There's going to be road bumps. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's not going to be a linear line to greatness. Right. There's going to be good days and there's going to be, it's going to be like this, you know, or you guys can't see me, but I'm moving my hand up and down (laughs) like, like a fucking wave, (laughs) like a roller coaster, like a roller coaster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unrealistic expectations and timelines. Yeah. Realistic expectations. So these are things that we can directly control. So realistic expectation. Um, Yes, I want to lose fat, okay? But what do I need to do in order for that to happen? Well, now my realistic expectations are I'm going to go on a walk every day, right? Mm-hmm. I am going to get X amount of protein every day. Those are realistic expectations or those are realistic goals um, to be working towards because those are what's going to give you those those results and, and, and makes it more realistic. Yeah, and uh, something I do see a lot is people like this would be un- unrealistic. Suppose you're a mother of four children, you work forty hours a week, and you're like, "I'm going to go to the gym five days a week." It's you know, da da da. Okay, yeah. are you really? Do you really have time for that? Mm-hmm. See, this is where they're like, "I'm going to do this," but then you're setting yourself up when you really know you can actually only make it to the gym two days a week, which is totally fine. Absolutely. Um, so I think you need to focus on like also that, like, what can you realistically achieve? consistently meet yourself where you're at yes yes <laughs> that's what, exactly that's what we do with our clients as coaches we meet our clients where they're at mm-hmm. and that's what you should be doing yeah. with yourself yeah like when um coach christy was like okay beth realistically how many steps a day can you get are you going to be able to get 10 to eleven thousand steps today and i said i i said to her i said you know what realistically i'm going to get a probably eight to ten thousand Mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So everything's going to be based around that because I know that I'm busy. I work for my computer and I know it's it's not as easy as it was for me to get 10,000 steps, steps a day every single day or 11,000. So I'm, I have to tell her, listen, realistically, eight to 10. I'm not going to shoot myself high when I know I'm not probably going to be able to do that consistently. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're, you're, no. you're being honest with your coach. I'm being realistic about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, right. well, this is like, the truth. Sure. It sounds good. Like, yeah, I can, I can do 12,000 steps a day when you yeah. really know in the back of your mind, just by saying that number, you're like, Ooh, shit, that's yeah. Like, I'm going to have to sacrifice a lot to do that. You know? So, you know, you have to know yourself realistically, what can you do? So you're not setting yourself up to fail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then within those things, some some realistic things that we can look at doing when we're looking at improving our health and fitness. I made a video about this last week. Um, so I was looking at the weight loss uh, control registry mm-hmm. and like the four, some of the four common habits that uh, most people have that have successfully lost weight and kept it off for what, five plus years. There's a few things there. Let's see if I still have it open in front of me. Uh, I do. So there's four things that the weight loss registry identified in successful weight loss people. Number one, they eat breakfast every day, right? Mm-hmm. 78% of people um, in the weight loss controls um, registry eat, eat breakfast every day. That's a realistic thing. Like, can I eat breakfast every day? Yeah, I can I can make five minutes to, to make breakfast every day. Yeah. Weigh yourself at least once a week. Um, 75% uh, of all people in that study weighed themselves once a week. And you and I we are advocates of using the scale and we're also even bigger advocates of separating your fucking emotions from this scale. So mm-hmm. ideally I'd like to see you weigh in and every day, if you can have a, if you can go into it thinking logically and leaving your emotions at the door. Yeah. Number three, and this one's big. This is a very, this is a very easy and realistic expectation. Watch less than 10 hours of TV per week. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's something a lot of people can, can work on doing, you know, 62% of all people in that study watched less than 10 hours of TV per week, which means you're doing something else with that time. Maybe you're yeah. working out, maybe you're exercising, maybe you're going on a walk, maybe you're playing with your kids, doing housework, you're moving at, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. 
And then number four is um, they're averaging about an hour a day of exercise. That number sounds kind of high an hour a day, that's seven hours a week. But if you think about it, you know, walking every day, you yeah. know, and, and your other movements and then strength training a few days a week, you're going to, you're going to be just fine crushing that. Yeah. An hour a day sounds like a lot. It's like, we need to look at your time management to reason yeah. some time. I'm not saying you have to, I, I don't even advocate for put, exercising an hour a day, but um, that's just what the most successful people have done. Mm-hmm. Those, those are realistic expectations. I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. This is something I, I just see all the time in, in social media. I've been seeing it so often and it's you and I've been chatting about this so much um, in our private conversations. It's like, why? Like, it, it hurts my heart and hurts my soul that people are coming at me with these unrealistic expectations. Like in my DMs, I'm chatting with people. Oh, I just want to lose hundred pounds in the next, you know, six months or five months or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or I've got a wedding in three months that I got mm-hmm. that I have to prepare for, but I need to lose 30 pounds. I'm like, well, you should have started six months ago, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. also like, where's that 30 pounds coming that you have to lose? So just a, just a, a weight loss goal is pretty unrealistic to me. If, yeah. if I'm being honest. Yeah. Or the, the, how long is it going to take is like oh, the God. one thing I get. It's like, it takes what it takes. It's, yeah. it, it takes consistency and fucking patience. Like you, this isn't baking a fucking cake. You can't just, right. We we can bake a cake and we know how long it's going to take us, but for right. health and fitness and weight loss and getting stronger, we can control what we can control, but yeah. at the end of the day, there's so many fucking variables that impact that. And when you give yourself an actual, I'm going to lose this in X amount of days, and then you don't hit that, like you're setting yourself up to, like, and then what, what are you going to do? You're going to be feel like you failed when you didn't, you didn't fail. You just gave yourself an unrealistic expectation Yeah. and a timeline that you shouldn't have done. That's yeah. why I, I, like you said, I don't like X amount of weight in this amount of time type stuff. Right. And all along those lines and how long is it going to take or what should my goal weight be? Here's the thing. We really have no fucking idea what that goal weight will look like, right? Mm-hmm. One, okay, I can say my goal weight is 160 pounds. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like. Those numbers right. are arbitrary. Okay, we're just picking one and we're just throwing it out there. For, for a lot of people, that's what they weighed in high school. 30, yeah. 40, 50 years ago, when, before they had three or four kids, before they had a career, all this other shit. That's an unreal, realistic expectations. You yeah. are not in high school anymore, Dorothy. You know, <laughs> we're not in, we're not in Kansas anymore. You know, yeah. Can, let's go. Let's approach this logically. And it's weird enough. Nobody ever says I went away. 162 pounds. It's always 160 or 165. What do you, <laughs> they I, don't know, it what? Off. I don't know. I don't know. But um, those are all milestones, but people are literally making the goal because that's what they think they should be. You know, mm-hmm. that, and that's another thing I get all the time is what should I weigh? I don't fucking know what you should weigh. Yeah, like yeah. there's no right. I don't even fucking that. know what, sh- what I should weigh. I mean, I really, I don't, I don't. It's like, I've been, building, right I've been now. building muscle for a couple of years. Who knows how much muscle I've gained in pounds. Yeah. Taking creatine. I mean, it, it's like, it's like, who the fuck knows? Yeah, for sure. And when you get, when you reach your goal, I think your goal just should just be like learning maintenance, <laughs> navigating maintenance, how you feel. Yes. Yeah, stop, stop focusing on the numbers, you know, mm-hmm. cause the issue is with a certain goal weight, right? People think that when they reach this goal weight, they're going to look a certain way. Right. I think ultimately, but you're not really sure what you're going to, what that's going to look like because you've either, you've either never been that weight before, or it's mm-hmm. been 30, 40, 50 years since you've weighed that. Yeah. You know, and you, maybe you weren't, once you start strength training and things like that, that's going to drastically, drastically alter your mm-hmm. goal weights because you're going to be building muscle. Muscle weighs 
it weighs just as much as one pound of fat, but it, it takes up less space, right? Yes. So one pound of muscle is going to look a lot differently on your body than one pound of body. Fat. Yeah. I mean, I've had people that have a goal in mind to get to it. And they're like, well, I don't look like I thought I would mm-hmm. It's like because you just gave yourself a number for whatever reason you weren't strength training. So you basically just, you know, you lost body fat without gaining any muscle. So that, like you said, they have this number in mind and it's just, it's just a fucking number. And if, you can either get to that number and, and be like, well, okay, why was I fucking losing my mind over this? Yeah. When I, when I start working with clients, um, most people come to me with goal weights and, and I try to talk, talk our way through that in the coaching consultation is, is like, okay, well, what if we, you know, let's say you're currently 200 pounds and you tell me your goal weight is 150. I'll be like, okay, cool. So your goal weight is 150. What if we get you down to 170? And you're like, oh my God, this is the best I've ever looked, the best I've mm-hmm. ever felt. So cool. Why can't we just stop at 170 and be like, this is where I, I, I'm happy. Now we, yeah. now we learn how to maintain and build from there. But just because you set that 150 goal doesn't mean anything. For right. others, maybe they have a goal weight and they, they reach it and they're still not too, like maybe they're just not healthy. They haven't improved their health metrics or maybe they just aren't happy with where they're at. So they, they reach that goal weight, but they're, they're still more that, you know, so then, you mm-hmm. know, you need to start building and, and changing things, but yeah. really performance goals. I love performance goals and process yes. oriented goals, right? So health promoting habits, right? So mm-hmm. hitting our, hitting our macros, our calories, our protein, um, getting enough sleep, hydrating, <laughs> moving, those are process and health promoting um, habits that we can implement. And th- those are going to be more effective than any weight loss goal or, yeah. or goals or anything like that. Cause we just really, we have no idea what challenges are going to, um, come our way when, when we're on a health and fitness journey at the end of the day. Yep. And what happens when something comes up, right. And if you have that, that weight loss goal or that, that time bound goal that was unrealistic to start with, but now you have life coming at you. Now you have mm-hmm a death, oh God, a death in the family, or you lose your job, or you have to start working overtime, or all these other things that you didn't account for, because you couldn't account for life happening, right. now they're coming your way. And that's going to throw you off your off your goal. Yep. Going to exa- exacerbate that that shame and that guilt that's associated. Yeah. With that. And then that's when you you give up. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> another thing too, this is something I was thinking about before this. So Let's say your goal is 200 pounds. Okay. But 200 mm-hmm. pounds is different. Like I, depending on how you, you weigh, I've, you, you can, you talk about things in pounds and kilograms and stone even right stone, mm-hmm. you know, 200 pounds is 90 kilograms, which is 14 stone for, for many people. They're like, what, like what the fuck's a stone or, or what any of this other stuff? Like, but those are just numbers. That's, that's all the number is. It's our relationship with gravity um, pushing us back down to earth, essentially. That's really mm-hmm. all that number on the scale is. Yep. And then also on that note, I think people equate that number on the scale and that weight loss goal with happiness. When I reach this goal, right. this weight loss goal, I will be happy. I will finally be happy once I reach, once I would lose 50 pounds, once I get down to 150, I'll be happy mm-hmm. then. But it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You're, you're always going to want more. Trust me. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be like, okay, where well, I'm here, what now? It's like you you expect some fucking magic little unicorn sprinkling dust all over you when you, oh, God's going to come out from the sky and be like, you hit 135. Everything's amazing. No, that doesn't work like that. Yeah. And once you reach that goal, <laughs> once you reach that goal, you're going to be like, okay, what's next? Now can I lose yeah. more? Or what? Like, right, right. It's the same thing with PRs in the gym. And that's also why things like powerlifting and things like that 
are and performance go, um, sports are so not addicting, but like enticing to people because, okay, cool. I just smashed a PR on squat. Now, now let's move that PR goal five pounds down and let's go chase after that next. You know, mm-hmm. it's always going to be more. It's always going to be more. Yeah. Yep. Just not a fan of the unrealistic goals and, yeah. and, and expectations. Yep. I don't know. What else are you, what else are you seeing in um, comments, uh, DMs, social media content that kind of has been rubbing you the wrong way? Uh, always looking. Okay. This is, and I addressed this today, always asking for the best, like, okay, what is the best calorie calculator? What is the best bread to eat? What is the best macro split? You guys, there is no fucking best. There is no oh best. my God. Literally like you're so focused on searching for the best that you're not even taking action. <laughs> You're sitting you know around I mean? reading and You're learning. You're sitting about around fucking saving every video, right? You're click, click, save, save, save. Oh, this is the best. Um, and meanwhile, you're just still in the same fucking spot, not having done any of those best things. Why? Because you have to take action to figure out what the fuck is, is going to be working for you. That's the thing. I could tell you this my fitness pal is the best. Well, to someone else, it might be a piece of shit. Right. Right. Or because mm-hmm. it, it works for me, but you may hate it. Just like you may not like the bread that I like. It's not the best. It's the best for me, to me, because I love the way it tastes, but it may taste like shit to you. So you (laughs) (laughs) you have to, you literally have, it's trial and error. So you have to stop looking for it and just take action, action. Yeah. That that's one thing I'm seeing a lot. What is the best? Yeah. What is the best? The best is bullshit. The best is what's best for you. What's best for you is not what's best for everybody else. You need to work to learn what's best for you. Yeah. You need trial and error. You need to try new things. You need to get outside of your fucking comfort zone and figure out what works for you, what you enjoy doing. I mean, how long for like, take us, for instance, our beginning of our fitness journey. How many times did we try different fucking things? Right. We, but we tried them. We took action, you know, then you, you find your groove. I mean, I started at doing group classes, uh, doing outdoor boot camps in a fucking playground. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> was it the best? It was for the best for me at that time. Yeah. But you have to just take action because it's going to morph and change throughout the years of what is actually going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and inaction is an action too. Doing nothing is, is a decision. And that's yeah. an action. So going back to a common theme in our podcast, be real with yourself. Nothing's going to change if you don't fucking change mm-hmm. uh, along those lines too. Another thing that kind of I've been seeing a lot of is plans, right? Like I need a plan. I need a plan to follow mm. a plan. What do you mean you need a plan? You want me to plan out your life for you? Because how can, how can I do that? I'm not with you. I'm not living your life with you. I don't know what you like, what you don't like and, and things like that. I right. can coach you. I can teach you how to handle life's fucking fucked up situations that it gives you. I can teach you how to think critically and mm-hmm. go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset and get away from fad diets and things like that. And I can teach you how to eat in a way that works for you and how you can learn that. But I'm not going to sit here and give you a plan. I think a lot of people just want a plan. Follow this plan. You'll get X results and you'll look like this person. And it's not going back to what we've been saying this entire episode. It doesn't work that way. We can give you guidelines. We can give you suggestions. But at the end of the day, the best plan is going, it's going to be completely different. It's going to be custom to you. Yeah. And this is where people want, want someone else to do the work for them. Yeah. Uh, Like, you know, I know you get a lot and I get a lot of like, do you do meal plans? No, no, no. No, absolutely. You not. have to take the time. 
to figure out what the fuck works for you in your meal situation. I mean, take for an in instance, if you, we make a video about the food that we're eating, be, I don't like that. I don't want that. Okay. Imagine me making a fucking meal plan for you. How's that going to work out? You don't like any of the shit that I like. That's not going to build a lifestyle that you can stick to. I'm building a lifestyle that I can stick to. Yeah. You have to take initiative to figure out what works. Yeah. Somebody likes to wash their, their blueberries. You don't like to wash your blueberries. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm a fucking dirty bitch. I don't wash, wash my blueberries. So you may want to obsessively wash your blueberries. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's these blueprints that people are expecting. Like we can't, at the end of the day, no coach, no program is going to change your life. You, yeah. you, you've got to be the one to do that yourself. And the thing is, we can give you the perfect plan in the world, but if you don't fucking follow it, it doesn't matter. Right. Thank you. Well said, because... This is the other thing too. And I, I kind of went on a rant on this a couple of weeks ago, but like the first question so many people ask me is like, is this free? Is this free? Is, is, it, is this free? And, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about giving free stuff. I mean, that's, we literally give away so much fucking free stuff, but how many people yeah. are taking those free things and actually implementing them? Not very many. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I know people are, and, and I know people do, but if the, the only thing you care about is free, like, I get it. You can't like finances are different for everybody. Okay. But if you don't value something, then what, what's the point? I, I know I don't value free shit. I've got so much yeah, free yeah. shit I've collected over the years, ebooks oh, yeah. and, and plans and, and oh my God, so much bullshit. And guess how many of those things I've actually even opened the book or read the title of zero. Oh my God. You're, you ain't kidding. I have a lot of ebooks and I don't, and stuff in my, my emails. I don't look at them. You're right. And, and the thing is, it's like, if you pay, you pay attention. Correct. And that's why people like you, you and myself and other coaches, we, uh, and, and not just coaches, we understand the value of investing in ourselves and what you're getting in return for that. Um, but I can, I can use a really good example. And if this is, a, I, I'm going to use an example from myself here and what I offer. So I have a free calorie calculator on my website, right? In my bio mm -hmm. that people can use. It's free. Okay. And when you first open it up, the first thing you see when you open it up, it says, this is a master copy. You must make your own copy in order for this to work. And I even mm -hmm. give you directions on how to do it. Click this button, <laughs> click this button, and then boom, you have your own copy. I get multiple emails every day. This is read only. I can't use this. What the hell? Are you lying to me? And I'm like, dude, you didn't even fucking look at the thing. You literally on the first, the first thing you see when you open it up, you must make a copy. So if you can't even mm -hmm. read a simple fucking direction, what are, what are you in this for? You're expecting me to enter in the numbers for you to get your calorie mm -hmm. goal for you. You're expecting me to do the work for you. Yeah. Learn how to think. But then they're going to look at your cal calorie calculator and then they're going to go find another calorie calculator because yours didn't give them the numbers that they fucking wanted. And then they're going to look at another one and be like, they're all different. Oh uh, my God, what do I do now? Oh my God, I, I just don't know which one to choose. Choose one. You're choose not one. This is another thing. You're not taking action. Once again, you're trying to find the fucking best thing and there isn't. They're all going to be different. They're all going to be different. That's the you reality. You have to fucking try They're it and estimates. see if it works. They're all estimates. Your best, your best option would be to get a coach to give you individualized numbers. Unless you do that, you're going to fucking go on the internet and find all kinds of shit. So you just have to fucking focus and find one or get a coach. Find one and fucking stick with it for a month before you yes. even do anything else. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Not for a, a week or two days, a thirty days at least. So mm -hmm. until you can adjust accordingly, and if you haven't been consistent during those 30 days, you don't need to adjust anything because you haven't been consistent and you can't say it didn't fucking work. 
Yeah. You, you need to adjust your consistency. Exactly. There's, there's no shortcut here. And that's still, we need people to stop thinking in terms of this is a shortcut. If you can't bother to stick with something for 30 days to establish a fucking baseline and, and yeah. learn about yourself, we have a bigger problem in our hands. We have a bigger problem. Time's going to go by anyway. You might as well do it fucking correctly. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to get frustrated and you're not going to stick it out for those 30 days. And you're going to jump onto the next thing and you're going to spend a week or two doing that. That's not going to work right away. So you're going to jump onto the next thing. And next thing you know, you've been spending the last three months of your life just jumping from one bullshit thing to another, trying to find magical fucking pill. You said it. You just wasted three months of your life. What if you just would have stuck with one thing for those three months? You'd be ahead of the game right now. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm I don't feeling care if really it's my hot. thing that you're using. Don't, I don't give a shit if you use my thing or not. Right. Use somebody's and stick with it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. <laughs> Same with coaching. Like, I don't care if you hire me as a coach or not. Hire Beth as a coach. Hire some. Hire one of our friends. Hire somebody else. Yeah. They're not going to do the work for you. In the end, no one's going to do the work for you. Mm-hmm. Period. Harsh reality, I guess, for us today. I think it's a lot of a lot of the perfectionism too that I see. We got to stop trying to be perfect because there is nothing. No one is perfect. Nothing is perfect. No. Nope. Get that through your thick fucking head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I was gonna say it's so easy <laughs> that a caveman could do it, but it's so funny because I was, I'm getting I'm gonna get way off topic here. But I was listening to a podcast the other day talking uh, listening uh, talking about um, Neanderthals or actually Neanderthals, I should say. Apparently. Mm-hmm. I way to say it. And they were actually smarter than we, we give them credit for. So, you know, that's saying it. so easy. A caveman could do it. Cavemen were actually pretty intelligent. It's just, we essentially were smarter than, than cavemen. And we took, I over. probably couldn't survive during the caveman days right now. Fuck no. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Even no. the people that are promoting the carnivore diet today want to survive the caveman. No, days. <laughs> I, I just, no, thanks. Could you imagine, could you imagine um, dinosaurs chasing me? And, yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, fuck shit this. My I'm, pants. Out. I'm out. I am fucking out. done. Yeah, no, I, I, I know the, the, the dinosaur period. We're probably talking out of our ass here, but like, I think, I mean, Neanderthals or our ancestors at some capacity did exist when dinosaurs fucking existed. So yeah, back check me. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Don't tell me. I, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not a paleontologist where they call those people. Yeah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just completely, de- completely derailed the conversation. Yeah. But. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Welcome to cut the crap with Beth and Matt. Well, yeah. Well, so what podcast was this? They were talking about Neanderthals or whatever stuff you should know. It's like my favorite podcast to listen oh, to. Nice. I always listen to it on my, on my road trips and I've been going on a few of them recently. So I've been uh-huh. their episodes. I like it because they're, they're very science and evidence-based with everything mm-hmm. they talk about. And uh, I learn a lot. Cool. Stuff you should know. There's a, there's a plug for them. The stuff you should know. I'm going to write that down and check it out. Yeah, for sure. They've only got like 1500 episodes. They've been, they've been on the internet since like the internet fucking started. So Uh been around for a long time. Yeah. So realistic expectations, guys, we need, this is the bottom line on realistic expectations. Success in our, in our health and fitness journey starts with being honest with ourselves and, and just reasonably committing to something and not, not forcing ourselves into these fucking impossible situations that we're never going to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say. That sounds right. That sounds right. (laughs) Do you have anything to add to that, Beth? I don't. You don't? 
I would just want people to realize that there really isn't anything that's perfect. There's nothing that's the best. Mm-hmm. It really just comes down to you taking action. Um, and it, it, your action doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be doing everything at once. You just have to start doing one thing. Something, please. That's it. And that one, one thing, thing, it could be fucking walking. And let me tell you, walking is going to make you feel good. And when you feel good, you're going to want to eat good. So, and it's like a trickle effect. So mm-hmm. just think of yeah. it that way. Just start doing one thing that you know you can do consistently really well. And then add something else, but that's it. What do you mean? Beth, that's stop it. searching and start, start taking action. And that's what I'm going to leave it at. And I'm making a joke here when I say that's it, but that's something we hear a lot. Like, okay, that's all you want me to do. Yes. That's all. That's all I want you to do. One thing, start doing that. Cause that's, that's one thing more than you were doing before. Mm-hmm. Do that thing for a couple of weeks. Once you get to, once you get the hang of that, add another thing to that thing, you know, add maybe yeah. five more minutes of walking or add another piece of fruit or whatever that one thing is that you were doing. Mm-hmm. Now just add on to it. Habits, build healthy habits, you know, start habit stacking. And next thing you know, six months, 12 months from now, you're going to be a completely fucking different person. If you just focus on one small thing at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, doesn't matter how small it is. There's no such thing as too small. Okay. Something is always better than nothing. Yep. Always. It's just like when I quit drinking, the one thing I was focused on is not drinking. And that's all I can focus on. I couldn't think of anything else. That was the most important. You just have to choose one thing and just focus on it and master it. And then once I got more comfortable with not drinking, I kind of like added other stuff. Mm -hmm. So you just have to focus on that one thing. Yeah. Well said. So we have, uh, it's the end of September. When this episode comes out, it will, will be done and we'll be getting into October. October is exciting. October yeah. is exciting. So um, our Patreon just changed. We changed our Patreon, actually, if you're interested in joining. One one of my biggest complaints, and I know yours was too, Beth, with Patreon, was how they did the billing. So, yeah. so if you signed up at the end of the month, um, say you signed up on like September 25th, you would get charged and then you'd get charged again on the first of the month. Well, that's no longer the case. Um, t- Patreon finally changed their their billing. So oh, now you God. get billed on your subscription date, the day mm-hmm. you signed up, which that fucking makes sense. Like why yeah, are they right? doing that in the first place? I don't know. So now you can join the Patreon whenever the fuck you want and- you don't have to worry about getting double charged essentially at the end of the beginning of the month. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. And then we have a uh, new workouts since it's October. We have new workouts. You want to talk about the, the challenge that we're doing? In, yeah. In so I'm going to let you guys know what the Patreon challenge is only because everyone's going to be doing it wherever you are. If you know me, I'm going to be talking about it. So the candy challenge, realistically, we're going to start on October 10th. It's not going to be October 1st because um, I feel like doing it for an entire month is a very long time. And I've always started like in the middle. A lot of people have trouble with over consuming candy um, during the Halloween season, because, you know, once that day starts, you just can't stop. Um, And then it's a trickle effect throughout the entire holidays. Halloween becomes Thanksgiving. October will start the fucking binge holiday season and you don't stop until freaking December 31st. And then, you know, you're like, I'm going to fucking start strong on the New Year's, but we are going to do some exposure therapy. So this is going to help you create a healthy relationship with food, or at least we're going to try. So you're going to get your favorite bag of Halloween candy, favorite absolute Halloween candy ever, little mini sizes. Okay. And you're going to starting October 10th, you're going to have a piece of candy with every single fucking meal. If you are tracking calories, track the candy. If you're not, don't worry about it. And you're going to do that every single day up until Halloween. The goal is to probably before Halloween, you're going to not even going to want the candy anymore. 
Because why? It's available to you at any moment. Right. We have this fear, this whatever you want to call it, scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. So we want to create an abundance mindset. There's always more. So, you know, you have that one piece of candy, you're like, I can have another piece of the next meal. So you don't have to have 10 fucking pieces. You know, I, I can have another one at lunch and then I can have another one at dinner. And then, then I know I can have more tomorrow. Just remember, you can always have more tomorrow. So you're going to keep doing that until the end of the month. And I can guarantee within two weeks, you're going to be sick and tired of that, that candy. And when Halloween hits, you're not even going to care. It's no big thing. Now you're not going to be ransacking your, your kids um, right. full of candy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In theory. Now it might not be that easy for some people, of course, but for a lot of people right. that can be, that can be the little challenge that they need to get them moving in the right direction. Yes. Repairing yep. your relationship with food isn't black and white, just like anything else isn't, you know, hopefully this helps some people and I know it will, but only if you do it and only if you're open to this new way of doing things. Yeah. You might, you might be like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose control. I can't have that candy around in the house. Reframe your mindset. Yes. With a mindset like that. No, you can't. You're never going to be able to have those foods around the house. If you're telling yourself you can't, that is coming from a place of that's a fixed mindset. That is like, I can't, this can't, this can't change. When you, when you say this cannot change and this is how it is, that does not allow any room for growth right there. Yeah. Imagine like, if you're in there, like, I can't just switch it around and say, you know what? I can do this. When you say that, that positive affirmation to yourself, you actually start to believe it. So reframe how you talk to yourself. You know, the yeah. I can't bullshit needs to end. Like, I can't stop eating one. Yes, you fucking can. You absolutely can. Keep telling yourself you can. You will. But your thoughts will ultimately dictate your actions. Yep. It's a mind All, game. It really does. You'd be so surprised. And if you must sit here and say you can't do something, here's, here's what I want to challenge you to. I can't do this thing. I, let's say I can't keep candy in the house because I'll overeat. Okay. Let's say. I can't currently keep candy in the house because I'll overeat, but eventually I'll be able to, because that's now you're saying I can change this. And I know this can get better. I know this can improve. I can't do this yet, but I know one day I will be able to. Yep. You're a person working on that. Yeah, absolutely. That's mindset right there. Yes. That's the healthy mindset that we're always fucking talking about. Mm -hmm. Mindset. Saying those negative words can't. Only, right? We talked oh, about this. Only. I saw your only. post about that. Oh, I only. Oh my God. You guys stop with the onlys too. I only lost 30 pounds. I only made it to the gym three days this week. What right. the fuck do you mean you only made it to the gym? You made three it days three days. Week? That's fucking amazing. What do you mean you only lost 30 pounds? <laughs> yeah. You're dismissing your compliment, your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And you're not giving yourself credit. You're not. Right. You're just being too fucking hard on yourself. That goes back to this whole realistic expectations thing and mm-hmm. and the mindset and how you talk to yourself. It all matters. It all comes together. It all comes yes. together. So yeah. So if you want to take part in that Halloween challenge, go ahead and no, join up with our Patreon. It's uh, yeah. 10, bu- 10 bucks a month gets you access to that. New workouts are coming as well, which we're really excited for. And then in October, mm. we are doing something really exciting for our Patreon members, our patrons. Yes. So Beth, I think, have we talked about this on the podcast yet? I don't know if we have, it may, it may not have come out yet. Shit to better. We, 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 we gotta, (laughs) we gotta make a a shirt for that. (laughs) Um, Stop shit in the bed. So in, in October, Beth is coming to visit me here in Ohio where I've always been coming to visit Beth and Maine while we're flipping, flipping the roles here. So she's coming here and Mm -hmm. we are doing a meet and greet for our Patreon members. So we know what we're going to do. We are going to do a meet and greet at um, a park in the area where I live. Um, 
and do a little, you know, meet with everybody, chat with everybody, um, get to know everybody and do a little hike. So if that sounds mm-hmm. like something that won't be anything crazy, just get an opportunity for us to get to know each other. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be available to our Patreon members only. So um, if you want to get involved with that, go ahead and join our Patreon as well. Um, and we will be um, informing uh, our Patreon members when that's going to be taking place and, and how we can RSVP mm-hmm. and everything. It's of no charge to anybody else. It's, if you're if you're a member of our Patreon, we are inviting you. So yes, we are so excited for that. So excited I know, I'm super excited. Yeah, I still need to book my hotel. Shit. I don't think you'll have a problem in, in this area. Not this time of year. Good. It's not a touristy area unless you get closer to the lake, which we already talked about. So yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Uh, exciting, exciting times, exciting times. Awesome. Amazing guests coming up. Can't wait to talk with the guests we have lined up. Um, I know. Crazy to think like, holy shit, we have so many guests lined up for the next couple of months. <laughs> I know. Right. It's so, so many people cool. that are going to be able to help ever, everybody listening to yeah. that's what we're really excited for, because that's all we care about here is just yeah. getting people some realistic advice, dispel all the myths that are out there and cut through the crap. So yeah. Cut the crap with Beth and Matt. That's the crap. <laughs> All right. Is that it for today? All right. That is it. Amazing. Talk to you soon, Beth. All right. Bye, Matt. <laughs> bye. Bye, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. So why not share it with a friend who needs to hear it? Send us a DM on Instagram or email us at cutthecrappod at gmail.com and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash cutthecrappodcast. As always, we appreciate you and thanks for being here.